Welcome back to the program. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, and I thank you and praise you for the gift of our lives and of our faith. I thank you, Lord, for the gift of believing. Lord, I God, I ask for a greater appreciation for the saints that are part of different rites in the church. Not just different states in life, but different rites. Lord, I ask that you give us an appreciation for the Eastern Catholic Church and for the Eastern rites. And in a very special way today, Lord, I pray for the church in Lebanon. I pray for those Catholics and other followers of Christ who are suffering because of their faith. Lord, I ask that you would give them favor, give them mercy in the eyes of uh, their other Lebanese people. I ask, Lord, that they would be salt, light, and leaven in the midst of their country. And Lord, I ask for the, the Lebanese that are far and wide spread throughout the world, that you would bless them with favor. Give them the grace to be uh, witnesses to uh, the miraculous. I thank you, Lord, for St. Charbel. And St. Charbel, we, we do ask for your mighty and sweet intercession. We thank you, Lord, for the ways that you have been at work, working signs and wonders today through his mighty and sweet intercession. And we make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. About 40 years, 30 years ago, yeah, it was in the late 80s, 89 or 90, I was working for a, a priest at a Catholic parish in Manchester, New Hampshire. And this priest was someone who was very open to the Spirit, very open to the ways that the Lord moves in miraculous ways. And um, he's someone who introduced me to certain saints that, weren't very popular, like not very well-known, maybe in the United States. One was Marthe Robin, so a victim soul from France who had the stigmata and was bedridden and was lived an incredible life. Well, another saint that he introduced me to was Saint Charbel, a 19th, 19th century Lebanese priest, monk, and hermit, lived a, uh, the life of a hermit, um, for more than two decades uh, in Lebanon. And he told me stories around the miracles that were performed after his death, which was the place where most of his miracles happened. Well, the relic of St. Charbel and relics associated with St. Charbel are coming to Mary, Queen of Peace, on Friday, the 28th, and on Saturday, the 29th of October. And you're going to enjoy this interview with Father Chad Green, the pastor of Mary, Queen of Peace, and the custodian of the relic, Father Tony Charbel. Well, I want to welcome to the program Father Chad Green. He's the, the pastor of uh, Mary, Queen of Peace in Sammamish, Washington, along with Father Tony Charbel, uh, a Maronite priest who is uh, on a mission to spread uh, the message and mission and to bring the holy presence of the relics, the holy relics of St. Charbel here into Western Washington. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. So, uh, Father Chad, I've got to say, first of all, since we last saw each other, you've taken on more of a St. Charbel-like likely uh, like likeness there with the beard. That's a, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I didn't know that when I started growing this beard uh, four months ago that this was going to happen. So um, St. Charbel was, was, um, knew that maybe. So. Well, it's it grew nice. fast for months. For months, that's grew quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, Father Charbel, uh, Father Chad's got a lot of gifts. This is one of the uh, unknown gifts that are now coming out into the open. You see that? So, Father Chad, very good. It's very impressive. Uh, Father, let me just start with this. Uh, Father Green, uh, I, why would you have an event like you're having? You're having two events coming up this weekend, Friday the 28th and Saturday the 29th. Friday the 28th at 7 o'clock, there is a beautiful generational healing mass 
that will also have the presence of the relics of St. Charbel. And then on Saturday morning at nine in the morning, there'll be a Maronite divine liturgy with the relics of St. Charbel present. And this is at Mary Queen of Peace in Sammamish, Washington. Um, why would, uh, there's so many themes to unpack there, uh, but what was it that drew you to that sense of saying, we need to do this. We need to move into this realm of generational healing of the relics, the concept of relics as a, as a, as a way in which God continues to bless his people here on earth. And then even introducing the, this great saint, St. Charbel to the people of Western Washington. Well, to answer your question, a lot of these things that, that you're talking about all wasn't really orchestrated by me. I wouldn't say uh, a lot of things just come together. And when you being in the role of pastor, you, you, have a lot of different parishioners that um, you, you minister along with and different ideas that come to you. And it's, it's a, it's an honor to bring them together in a sense. And so um, the idea of a generational healing mass has been out, been in our, been suggested in our parish for a little while. And we were trying to discern when's the right time for it. And then I was, I was thinking about it and some parishioners were encouraging me to, to have that at our parish um, that it would be really a blessing for our parishioners, anybody, anybody who wants to come. Um, so it's really waiting for the right time. And then another parishioner said, Father, I, I really want to bring the relic of St. Charbel here. Um, she is from Lebanon and she's a longtime parishioner, uh, she and her family. And I said, well, let's talk about that. And so we were trying to discern, should it be this fall? It was, it was late summer. And she, I said, maybe too, this fall might be too soon. Um, we were thinking about maybe in the springtime. I asked her to go pray about it. And she came back and said, let's do it this fall. And then when that, when that started, we're looking at dates. So when can we do this? And then we picked some dates and then the idea, well, what are we going to do now that we have the relics coming? And he's, he's well known for, for healing many miraculous healings, thousands of miraculous healings uh, attributed to him. And so just my, my mind and the back of my mind was the generational healing mass. I thought, well, this could be a good opportunity to bring this together. Um, so that's kind of how it happened. It just wasn't planned ahead of time. It just seemed to the pieces came, seemed to come together. So if we want to have generational healing. Why not have um, the power of, of a, a saint who's well known for healing to be a part of that? So that's I, I how those the, two came together. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think it's sort of the hand of divine providence uh, that yes. the Lord, I, Father Tony, I'm going to um, say something. I'm going to make a big statement here and I'd love for you to respond to it. It seems as if the Lord is raising up before the church, before the eyes of the church, St. Charbel, through the quantity and through the spectacular nature of the miracles that have been happening in the life of the church through the intercession of St. Charbel in the last couple of decades, it seems to be like a tidal wave reaching the church that, that the Lord is doing something to say, pay attention. I am blessing my church and the world through St. Charbel. He is a saint for our time. That's a big statement, Father Tony. How would you respond to that? Uh, that's true. Um, St. Charbel is a great saint uh, from a small country uh, in the Middle East, Lebanon, um, of 4 million people and 10 plus uh, square kilometer. And we have three great saints in Lebanon, uh, St. Charbel and Ankala um, Hardini, his teacher actually, and St. Rafka. But St. Charbel is, is, is a man uh, known about his love and, um, his, and, and his humility. He's a great, humble um, monk, um, uh, lived um, a great life, uh, devoted himself, just to the Lord um, and many stories um, uh, it's, it's hard to you know pronounce all of them um, but over 13,000 miracles happen all over the world and those are the ones registered um, so yes true uh, especially um, especially in Lebanon um, if you visit the monastery there, thousands of people go there every week uh, visiting um, uh, 
and and see you see you see him and his body laying down um it just uh, it's incredible uh, the lord is uh, doing great things through sensual we thank god for that so uh, father tony i i think that a lot of folks who are listening um saint charbel would be someone who's not really known but when you bring out what you just said yeah, that I- this 19th century um, priest who lived um, as a monk, and uh, and for a time he also lived a bit of a like a, the life of a hermit, didn't he? He lived more of a uh, the life of a solitary. Yes, he did actually um, uh, as a, uh, as a priest and monk for 26 years, and um, uh, he granted for permission to live in greater um, seclusion as a hermit uh, for 23 years of his life. Yeah, so it's um, he is a saint that um, a lot of Catholics, uh, especially in the West, from the Roman Rite, the Latin Rite, um, we wouldn't have as much familiarity with him. And so I love the idea that uh, the people of Western Washington and people listening to this to this program are going to get a chance to um, to be blessed by the Holy Presence um, of of Saint Charbel, uh, Father Chad. When you think about the concept of relics, um, some people aren't familiar with relics, and and why it would be a uh, why, why is it a blessing? Why is it a Catholic thing to venerate relics? What what should uh, folks expect when they come to Mary Queen of Peace on Friday night to participate this Friday night, participating in the generational healing mass, or on Saturday morning coming to the Maronite Divine Liturgy at nine o'clock in the morning? Um, what, where, what's the concept of veneration of relics all about? Well, I think it'd be really two aspects to, to that question. One is that, that uh, relics remind us and being in the presence of relics that the saints were real people, uh, that they really lived and they were really human. And it, so there's a, a real connection there that we can see that they're just like us in a sense. Uh, but secondly, we do believe that um, the body, the human body is, is in itself a holy, uh, is holy. We are body and soul. And so those who lived a holy life, um, there's something, having that connection to them, it's a spiritual reality that's conveyed through, uh, even through the relics. And so um, it's just a blessing um, to have, you know, the remains of a human body in a sense that were, um, that lived a holy life. And so, we believe that the, you know, there is such a thing as spiritual warfare. There is good and evil and we need to do all we can to have holy things, um, and have things that are a blessing in our presence so we can receive, um, receive that blessing, that goodness. So the relics are very powerful in that sense of, um, and miracles do happen in the presence of relics. So we're, we're praying for, for that to happen here at Mary Queen of Peace, whether it's a physical healing a spiritual healing, uh, emotional healing, healing and family lineage. Um, we're, we're, we're counting on that to happen um, in the Lord's timing. You know, we're not going to force it, but um, we're definitely expecting that the power of uh, the relics in the sense, which is the power of Jesus Christ healing, acting through, um, through, through the intercession of St. Charbel. That's beautiful. Uh, so, Father, I'm talking with Father Chad Green. Uh, he's the administrator at Mary Queen of Peace in Sammamish, and Father Tony, uh, Father Tony um, uh, Charbel, who is a Maronite priest and who's going to be the custodian, the steward, bringing the holy remains, the holy relics of Saint Charbel to Mary Queen of Peace uh, in uh, in in Western Washington in Sammamish, and we'll be celebrating the Maronite Divine Liturgy. Uh, on Saturday morning at nine o'clock, Father Tony, uh, the uh, for the folks that are listening and, and come become more familiar with Father Char, uh, Saint Charbel, um, you have the ability to bring the relics now. But after he died, um, what's the story about the first say forty? Is it forty or fifty years after the death of uh, Saint Charbel that? There, there really wasn't the ability to have relics for a particular reason. What am I talking about there? Well, um, uh, if you don't mind, I'll go back just uh, to tell you that in the, um, in the Roman um, uh, the church, uh, 
Latin, uh, they, you celebrate the Holy Mystery, uh, the, actually the uh, Mass for St. Charbel on July 24th, if I'm not mistaken, Father Chad, right? And That's with, correct. And we do yes. celebrate on the, the 23rd. So, um, and uh, go back to your question, uh, Dr. Tom. Um, after his death, um, what happened um, is just a light came out of the tomb and the people start to go there. And, uh, um, and uh, later on, um, they open up the, um, uh, the tomb and, um, and they began and they saw a sweat profuse amounts of blood coming out of his body. Um, miracles started that time to occur and to respond to his intercession and a major, major spiritual revival began in Lebanon, started in Lebanon uh, through devotion um, for the unknown hermit. Right. And so, Father uh, Tony, um, you mentioned that, that uh, the, this holy light that surrounded his, uh, his body, bodily remains, that the, he was incorrupt, that he um, was... Uh, he looked like he was asleep for it was decades. His body was very beautifully corrupt and they incorrupt. And, and they talked about the way in which his body was still flexible. And there right. was even a sense of blood and water in, running through his veins, even decades after his death. Is that right? That's true. Yes, that's true. Um, and even they tried to, actually to dry it he put them they put them on on the roof uh for his body to dry and they kept uh, flowing with um with uh, war and blood um uh, from his body which is just a shocking thing it's a beautiful incredible it's called sign from heaven of the lord saying this is this is my beloved son this priest who lived a holy life and i'm going to honor um, how he lived by what I do through his intercession, even after he died. And so for those decades, um, the, there was a visiting his um, visiting him in, in his incorrupt state. That was a, a great place of pilgrimage, I think for the, the people of Lebanon, but then even for um, non-Catholics, isn't that one of the beautiful gifts that St. Charbel has brought to Lebanon is that, He's been a uh, a person who has been an attractive um, has been attractive to more than just Catholics. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, there is a lot of um, uh, Muslim and Druze um, come to the monastery, and um, uh, there is many many uh, got healed. One of the big story. Um, um, Actually, late, late, lately, um, they brought the relic, the same relic we're going to bring it to uh, Seattle. Uh, it was a miracle in, uh, in Arizona. Um, a, a lady came into the uh, St. Joseph uh, Maronite Church, and uh, she was healed. She, she got back her sight. Um, so what, what this is, was confirmed in Arizona in one of our... Uh, churches and she came she's not a parishioner and she came in she's from uh, mexico and um, she got healed that relationship i don't know what brought her to the church and uh, that relationship with uh, with the relic of saint Cherbel and um, and was great healing um, that's that. amazing in fact um one of the things folks if you're listening today and you're hearing uh, father tony charbel talk about saint charbel this 19th century um, Maronite priest monk who lived the life of a hermit for over 20 years uh, in Lebanon and is reported to, to have over 13,000 miracles connected with his intercession, many of them going to uh, the place of, um, of his monastery in Lebanon, but even beyond that from other means that we'll have a chance to talk about today on the program. Uh, the, the, the miracles that are associated with his intercession are spectacular. Father Tony, one of the themes that you mentioned very, at the very beginning when you were introducing us to St. Charbel was his humility. 
And if you take a look at um, images, pictures of Saint Charbel, there's something pretty distinctive about um, where he's looking. Would you um, talk a little bit about um, the reason why he's, how he's portrayed in pictures and why he's portrayed like that? He was detached from this world. Um, he, we know like he used to dress like the poorest of the poor. Um, his, uh, he just um, connection uh, with the Lord and the, mostly um, at mass, that's what the day he started. It was incredible, uh, which is that's when he died actually. Um, uh, when he got his stroke uh, during mass on um, and died on Christmas Eve, um, is that that connection really um, uh, disconnected from the world and become Christ? Um, he devoted himself um, uh, to Christ fully. Yes, uh, that that idea that he always kept his head down. Uh, and that's what we're talking about, folks. If you have you ever see a picture of Saint Charbel, you you won't find many where he's looking you in the eyes, but oftentimes his head is bowed down, his eyes to the ground, and if he looked up, his eyes would look beyond you and look up to heaven, and so eyes to the ground and eyes to heaven. So a beautiful sense of humbling himself before the Lord and then keeping his eyes fixed on heaven. Um, a beautiful, again, a model just by the way that he literally physically shows up as a great blessing to us. This is Tom Kern. I'm with Father Tony Charbel, along with Father Chad Green. Uh, Father Chad is at uh, Mary Queen of Peace in Sammamish. And coming up on Friday evening, there's a mass at seven o'clock for a generational healing. And that'll also have the presence of the relics of the relic of St. Charbel there from Lebanon. And then on Saturday morning, there's going to be uh, a mass of, uh, in the Maronite Rite. Um, and that will be happening at 9 a.m., the, the Divine Liturgy. So Father, Father Chad, um, have, if, so the Maronite Church is it's an Eastern Catholic Church. And it's, uh, it's part of the, um, it's, it's, it's in full communion with, with, uh, with Rome. But many, many people who hear my voice, they, they would never have been to a, a Maronite um, divine liturgy before. Maybe a Byzantine would be one that they'd be a little bit more familiar with. Um, have you ever been to an Eastern Rite uh, uh, divine liturgy, Father? And are you excited about uh, this Saturday, the Maronite, uh, having the Maronite divine liturgy be celebrated at Mary Queen of Peace? I have been, and I am excited. Um, so I'm really grateful to Father Tony Charbel for, for being, being with us to, to um, celebrate and preside at this liturgy. I, I was um, two different times I've been to an Eastern Rite liturgy, once both in seminary, once when I was in um, my pre-theology at St. Patrick's in California, we did have a Byzantine Rite uh, divine liturgy at the seminary. And then when I had a, a couple years at, at Theological College at Catholic University, at Catholic U, there's several, there's the Dawson Seminary, but there's also many religious orders, including uh, around Catholic U that are in seminary there. And we all go to class together at the, at the university, uh, including Maronite Rite seminarians. So, um, and Ukrainian Rite seminarians as well. Um, so we, we did have a Maronite Rite divine liturgy at the seminary. Uh, we hosted it one time with some of our friends, uh, who were seminarians and priests from that. But I, I, I um, so it's been a while though. It's been over, you know, um, what over 10 years for me since I've been to one. So I'm, I'm really excited to to uh, experience it uh, once again and have my my parishioners who many of them probably have not. So I'm really excited to introduce it to our community. So Father Tony, um, you're coming and you're bringing the relic of St. Charbel. Um, I'd love to know a little bit more. Is this a particular apostolate or mission that you have, or is this a special one-time event that you're doing, making a trip to, um, the, uh, to the Western side of the state of Washington for this special event? Well, this came up actually, uh, like Father Chad shared in the beginning, from parishioners of uh, his church and their Maronite origin, uh, originally from Lebanon. Um, and it came up at the same time uh, when I was ordained. I, I know I was ordained uh, August, uh, August 27, um, just a couple months ago. Um, and then uh, our bishop, 
said, okay, we have now a uh, Father Tony, he's assigned into Seattle. So it's not at first, it's not going to be one time. Uh, there was a door open up. And I think this is one of the miracles, actually, how it came up uh, at the same time I was assigned. Uh, our bishop, uh, yes, Zaydan, said uh, after he said to me that, and then uh, I received the call that uh, they want to bring the relic of St. Charles to Seattle. Um, so it, I figured, okay, that's the door. Um, um, so I'm going there with the relic, cuddling, and um, we're looking uh, to meet with our with the you know the Maronite, which is they come here to Saint Charles Church in Portland, Oregon. The first church named after Saint Charles in the whole world before Lebanon, um, uh, before he became a saint, he was uh, uh, in his beatification. Um, uh, so. And then I'm going to meet with the people and God willing, our, our hope is to establish a mission there and uh, have a night parish uh, in Seattle. Wow. That's amazing. I didn't know that. So yeah. the first Catholic, uh, the first Catholic church um, that has uh, as a patron, St. Charbel is in Portland, Oregon. In Portland, Oregon. Wow. Years ago. That is amazing. That is really now, Father Tony. You mentioned that you were just ordained a couple of months ago. Yes, that's exciting. Um, let me ask: uh, in your own discernment of a vocation, um, what part did Saint Charbel play? I've been serving as a deacon in Saint Charbel Church uh, for sixteen years, uh, but I'm married. I have two children and three grandchildren, and wasn't allowed. Now, this is a very um, um, unique in our rights, uh, so a, uh, a priest can be, um, a married man can become a priest. My uncle is a priest, is married as well, but wasn't allowed here in the United States uh, for a, a married um, man to become a priest. So I kept serving um, uh, at St. Charbel Church uh, for that long, and then the door opened up and um, uh, the Pope, Rome, allowed uh, for our right to, to, to uh, uh, for a married man to become a priest. And then I applied and accepted and finished up my study and uh, uh, been ordained. And one of the greatest miracles, um, we had seven priests being ordained from that small parish uh, of 50 to 80 parishioners. 80 parishioners... But as Father Shad knows, like not everyone um, comes, uh, but we have uh, 50 solid uh, parishioners. We have seven priests being ordained out of this parish. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Father Chad, I'm expecting big numbers now from Mary Queen of Peace. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, one, out of, one out of seven definitely is a good ratio. That is amazing. That is amazing. Um, so, uh, Father Tony, uh, Father Tony, and uh, it's Father Tony Charbel. Do you feel any pressure having that name as part of your name, or do you feel a sense of deeper connection? I have a deeper connection um, with Sh with Saint Charbel. So I nice. took the name, uh, religious name. Uh, my original name is Tony, and um, and uh, the religious name is Tony Charbel after being ordained. Um, uh, it's it's um, he's 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 my saint. That's cool. That's beautiful. So, yeah. uh, Father Chad, as um, I don't know if you've had a chance, I'm going to ask Father Tony the same question. I'll I'll let either one of you answer it. But Father Charbel, Saint Charbel, is known for so many miracles, but some just really jump out as as like wow, that one really struck me in a special way. Uh, Father Tony or Father Chad, I'll ask you first, in your own becoming familiar with St. Charbel, did any particular miracle of his jump out at you as um, particularly um, meaningful or even just the types of miracles that are associated with his intercession? like his great emphasis on faith, I just saying that you believe and, and all of that, or make a pilgrimage or a certain devotion. Was there, was there some aspect of his 
um, life, his teaching, or the miracles attributed to him that really jumps out at you? Well, you know, I actually don't know much about, about St. Charbel. I, I'm really looking forward to uh, Father Tony Charbel will give a talk on the life of St. Charbel on Saturday morning after the Divine Liturgy. So I'm really waiting for, for that to, uh, to have my, my really good introduction to the saint. I don't know much about him, actually. So. Nice. Okay. So, Father Tony, what about you? There's uh, so many miracles associated with um, his being on his path to canonization, as being beatified, canonized, um, that, again, are just his visiting. Right? His, he seems to visit so many of those who receive these spectacular miracles. Is there one, uh, one or two that you could tell the story of now, just to, if you will, whet people's appetite and become, give them a little bit more familiarity with um, St. Charbel? Um, I wasn't looking at um, a direct miracle, a physical miracle, you know, but what I learned from St. Charbel, I've been um, um, trying to live this kind of long, uh, life, is, is two things, is the love um, and uh, his humility. Um, that's what struck me, really. I, I, I tried to live that life. And we learned that my, my spiritual father is Abbot Jonathan, which is the first monastery, Maronite monastery in the um, Northwest in, in Washington, um, was uh, um, the, the monastery was dedicated uh, on October 2nd or Saturday, I think. Um, and two priests was ordained on the next day, uh, following, um, following day. Um, and uh, th this is what really um, I learned during my life um, uh, from St. Charbel is, is that big humility and love. And when I mean love, not, when we love the Lord, it's just, uh, it's, just it's, it's in me and I, I, I really um, uh, is the love for one another. Um, uh, he he gave me that that uh, strength and um, uh, both of these. Uh, this is what I learned from him. Yes, Amen. Well, you know that humility and faith are just so fundamental if we're going to receive the blessings that the Lord has for us. And I do believe that the presence of the relic of Saint Charbel coming to Mary Queen of Peace this Friday night. At seven o'clock, there'll be a mass of generational healing and that generational healing mass. And then on Saturday morning, Father Tony is going to be celebrating the, the divine liturgy in the Maronite rite and then giving a talk on St. Charbel. This is meant to be a moment of grace. It's meant to be a moment of being open and having expectant faith that the Lord is going to come, even in healing ways, in ways that are miraculous. I, um, I, I'm... As I've studied the, the life of St. Charbel a bit and become aware of some of the devotions associated with him, one of the, the things that I think um, folks coming um, might benefit from is the idea of um, bringing something that you can then touch to the relic. I don't know if that's going to be an option, but uh, one of the things that happened um, after his death was that the, the faithful people in their devotion would come and touch a handkerchief to the body or even to the tomb as a way of having a sense of connection, a sense of um, spiritual connection to this great saint and being able to have um, like a third-class relic that they then would be able to um, come away with from their uh, encounter with the saint. And I know that um, in my own family, it's one of the things that we've done when we've had a chance to be in the presence of first-class relics, the the um, you know the 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 uh, a portion of the body of a of a particular saint, a bone um, of a of a saint, a first-class relic, you know, to take a holy card or a cloth and holding that, or a rosary or a holy medal of that saint, and then um, treating it with a sense of care and reverence as a, again a sign of connection to that saint, calling upon that saint's. Uh, intercession with the sense of personal devotion. Uh, is that something, Father Tony, that um, you uh, see in the in the Maronite community, or your um, you've seen in relationship to Saint Charbel? Yes, absolutely. Um, 
ask with faith and you shall receive. Uh, that's what I'd like to say to every uh, everyone going to come and visit and touch the relic of St. Sherbal. And um, our population in Lebanon, I mentioned, 4 millions. We have over 15 millions um, uh, Lebanese outside Lebanon. And believe me, everyone go visit, even if they go every year to Lebanon, uh, they go first thing visit uh, St. Sherbal. Really? Yes, with any religion. Wow, I, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Now, is it uh, is it true that there's a like a special connection to the twenty second of the month? That on the twenty second of every month, there's a like a special sort of day set apart, like at the monastery for Saint Charbel. It's something that I, I bumped into when I was doing some um, background, um, looking at uh, into his life. Um, well, I just was talking uh, um, about the monastery. That's the first monastery in the Maronites, right? In, in the Northwest um, um, area. Um, uh, and uh, our, his, our abbot, is, was, I served with him as, um, as a priest uh, during that time. Uh, he um, was a pastor for St. Charbel Church for 30 years. Nice. That's a that's amazing. In uh, Saint Charbel Church in in Lebanon. Saint Charbel, no, a church here in in, oh, the, uh, in Portland. In Portland, he was the he was the pastor for thirty years. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, so uh, I'm going to ask um, Father Chad. Um, you're going to begin this special weekend coming up um, at Mary Queen of Peace, seven o'clock. There's a massive generational healing. A lot of folks listening, they've heard of the concept of healing, right? Often through like the sacraments, anointing of the sick, and then confession being understood as a sacrament of healing the soul, um, healing of the gener healing of the of the family tree, generational healing. That that's a particular thing that I think is so powerful, and yet often um, under um, under accessed. It, it's not uh, people don't really draw attention to the way that. The wounds that we sometimes experience in our own lives, um, where did they come from? Well, in part, there's, a, there's an inheritance, and, and that inheritance of blessings that the Lord has for us sometimes gets, gets blocked. And in fact, there's a, there's a woundedness that gets carried down from one generation to the next. And would you talk a little bit about that in terms of the way in which a, a generational healing mass is meant to um, help Catholics be able to access healing, even in that dimension, the dimension of their family tree. Yeah, thank you, uh, Dr. Tom, for um, bringing that up. The, 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 you know, healing has been a personal, my own personal healing has been a big part of my own, uh, well, my own growth and my own spiritual growth, my own discernment of my own vocation. And um, what I found personally is that you know, there's things that we go through in life that either we're wounded by our own personal sin. Um, and we happen, we, I think pretty often just cover those things up and, or push them down in our heart or whatever analogy you want to use. But I think it, it's, but I found it to be quite real that the Lord wants to shine healing light upon those things. And when we cover them up our, with, with ourselves, with our, with, whether it's our shame or, want to forget about it or whatever it is um it just isn't going to be healed then and it just stays wounded and it stay it can fester it pops up with sins uh and we may wonder why is this particular sin something i i deal with personally why can't i get over this why why can i not whatever you want to say my own personal experience is that when you let the lord's light shine on those things and bring them to him intentionally he does heal them. And so extrapolate that to the family. Um, the same thing that's true that for my, my personally, families also can have things that are, we don't talk about, we just hide it over, we just move past it, uh, it gets passed on, uh, spiritually gets passed on, whether it's wounds in the family, uh, particular sins that seem to afflict the family, um, things that pop up every so often, why do they keep popping up? Same thing. We need to bring them to the light of the Lord. Uh, we can't just pretend they didn't happen. We can't just, uh, and it's not about 
being ashamed of them. It's not about being shamed by them. It's about admitting we're all sinners. We're all have experienced evil in this world. Um, it's a fallen world. The Lord came to redeem it. Uh, and so this generational healing mass is, you can go to our parish website and there's some links about how to prepare for this. Um, a few pages of instructions, how to prepare a family tree. Um, and it says in our instructions, it's not about being ashamed of these things. It's about saying, Lord, we need your help with them. And it's really interceding for your family and letting the, 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 the light of the Lord shine on the things that need to be healed in our family. Um, so that's what Generational Healing Mass is about, um, what we're trying to be focusing on and really be praying for, for all the families of, of our parish and um, anybody who who's, uh, wants to join us. So. That's what we're looking forward to is healing in, in our families and the fruits that's going to bring um, to the families of Mary Queen of Peace and, and beyond. So uh, that's Father Chad Green talking, and he's inviting you all to come to Mary Queen of Peace in Sammamish. He mentioned a website. The website for the parish is mqp.org, Mary Queen of Peace, mqp.org. And right there on the homepage, you'll see both the um, information about the generational healing mass happening this Friday at seven o'clock at Mary Queen of Peace in Sammamish. And then the following morning, Saturday, the 29th uh, at nine in the morning will be the Maronite divine liturgy celebrated by father, Tony Charbel. And after the mass, there'll be a talk about St. Charbel and present during all of these events will also be, the uh, holy remains, a relic of St. Charbel. Hey, this is Dr. Tom Curran, the host of Sound Insight, but also a realtor serving wonderful folks like you in the state of Washington and in Idaho. I've had the privilege and pleasure of helping dozens of families in the last two and a half years discern and find a, a strategy, a path, and a plan to help their families find a whole new life in eastern Washington and northern Idaho. If I could be of service to you in that, I would love to. Please reach out, drtomcurran.com, drtomcurran.com. Okay, back to Sound Insight. Father Chad, you mentioned this, you were talking about some of the dimensions that will um, be, be broken loose when we pray with expectant faith, with humility and belief that Father Tony's been highlighting in the message of St. Charbel is his emphasis on belief have expectant faith and, and be humble to receive what the Lord is ready to give. And I think that too many of us Catholics expect so little from God and don't realize just how much healing he has for us. And that as a result, we walk around living with a lot less freedom, a lot less joy. We're bound up in ways that we don't even real realize. And so I want to say, come and bring your, your life and, and be ready to be surprised at what the Lord will do. St. Charbel has been, is known as the wonder worker and the startling number of miracles that have multiplied in the thousands over the last couple decades in particular is a, an incredible like sign to pay attention to. Pay attention to this. If the Lord is using St. Charbel and his intercession as a source of healing and as a source of miracles. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss out on what the Lord is doing and where the Lord is acting, right? Wasn't that the gospel from last Sunday was you see the signs of the times. Why wouldn't you take action uh, when you uh, recognize, uh, if you see the signs in, in the, in the, uh, in the sky, recognize the signs of the times and take action. And so the Lord in the mystery of his plan is raising up St. Charbel, a, a beautiful, amazing 19th century holy priest, a Maronite Catholic priest from Lebanon. Um, and you don't have to go to Lebanon. He's coming to you. He has, yeah. and he's coming to you if you're there in Western Washington. It's not something to miss out on. Father Chad, when people come to the, uh, we call this Master Generational Healing or Generational Healing Mass, what should they expect? How's that going to be like another mass? What, what's going to be different? Well, it's, it's going to be the readings and the prayers uh, will be focused on the theme of healing. Uh, 
extra extra focus on the theme of healing. Every mass has healing, and and the scriptures are always pointed towards towards our healing. But we're gonna have that theme try to be really prevalent in the prayers and the readings. But in particular, will be uh, you're invited to bring with you written out your family tree with with the instructions that help you on our website. The instructions help you prepare for that um, to bring your family tree with with names of your family members with the things written down that need healing. Uh, there will be a place to place those uh, up near the sanctuary, near the relics, um, to place those sheets and, let, and just to place them before the Lord um, as an offering for, for him to, uh, as we bring the gifts up to the altar and the Lord transforms those gifts into uh, the body and blood of Christ, same thing, not same thing, but similarly, those family trees are going to be brought up to the altar and the Lord's going to transform um, those things that need to be need to be healed, and then those papers will be you know kept confidential. We'll be we'll be burning them after the mass, uh, right after the mass, as a as a uh, one for confidentiality, but secondly for as a sign of that offering being lifted up to the Lord. So that's probably the most particular things that will be um, somewhat different about the mass, but mo- more or less it's going to be very similar. It'll just be really like like uh, a, t- a typical mass in the, in the sense though, but. Um, just to focus on healing and having a chance to bring your, your family tree to the altar of the Lord. Nice. Uh, Father Tony, Father Tony Charbel is with us as well today. He is a priest serving at uh, St. Charbel church in Portland and will be coming up um, with the relic of St. Charbel. Um, uh, Father Tony, um, in terms of your having um, seen, let's say the benefits and blessings of St. Charbel's intercession or seen blessings coming from people drawing near to the to the relic of saint charbel um can you think of a story to tell or or time when you've witnessed uh people either telling stories or you've witnessed blessings yourself from um events like this um well all i can say now um as a father uh, we know our children or what they need, uh, but we like to hear from them when they come in and they share um, their pain or, or they have um, a question to ask or um, our heart is so joyful. Um, have the people come um, uh, with trust, trusting the Lord um, through the incession of Marshall Bill. And um, whatever they ask with faith, they shall receive. Um, uh, don't be afraid. Come and be close to him and um, um, put down all your pain um, um, on him. And um, he, he, he's a good healer. Um, and uh, uh, be faithful and um, with humility at least, at least you can receive the grace um, through that through that visit. Amen. And Father Chad, I, th- I think it's also the case that um, after um, Father Tony celebrates the divine, the Maronite Divine Liturgy at nine o'clock and gives a talk, there'll be a time for veneration of the relics as well as anointing of the sick available until noon. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so we'll be. I'll be offering that sacrament. Um, it's uh, one of my well. I have several favorite sacraments, but certainly one of my favorites is to celebrate that sacrament. Um, and so I, I love being able to, many times I'm called to a hospital to anoint one person, which is beautiful. Um, but I love it when I can anoint several people at once. So, um, so yeah, please, anybody who, who has a, uh, an illness, a serious illness, um, come, uh, come Saturday morning and, and you can receive anointing of the sick um, after, after the talk. Amen. That's uh, Father Chad Green. Again, he is at Mary Queen of Peace in Sammamish, Washington. And we've been discussing an event that's happening this Friday, October the 28th at seven o'clock at Generational Healing Mass. And the relics of St. Charbel will be present there. And after Mass, you'll have a chance to individually venerate the relics. Again, if you haven't been to something like this, I, I really encourage you. And um, I also want to encourage you in particular, because again, you really want to pay attention to what, where is God breaking in? And my own sense about this moment is that the Lord is helping to 
get people's attention, bring them to faith, back to faith, back to the church, is, is through healing, through miracles, through supernatural interventions into this world that the world cannot explain. And St. Charbel's life and the uh, way in which miracles have continued to flow forth after his death through his intercession, it just seems to me that this is a, this is a saint for our times. And wouldn't you want to be one of those that can be uh, one of those signs and wonders that God has done through uh, the intercession of St. Charbel? So come on Friday night for that. And then on Saturday morning, the 29th, again, nine o'clock in the morning mass with uh, Father Tony Charbel, the Maronite Divine Liturgy, and the, relic, uh, the relics will be present. And then after mass, there'll be a talk um, by Father Tony Charbel about St. Charbel. And then there'll be also the individual veneration opportunity for that. And Father Chad will be present for the anointing of the sick. Father Chad, any final comments that you have? And then Father Tony, I'll also give you the last word um, before we go. So Father Chad, any final words of encouragement or invitation that you'd like to to make? Yes, thank you. A couple things. Uh, One is, you know, you mentioned earlier about the, the opportunity to, to maybe touch something to the relic. Um, as you mentioned, you and your family doing that. I've done, you know, I've done the same thing. My, my travels to Holy land or, uh, to Holy sites. You know, I have a crucifix on my, that I wear around my neck and my breviary. I bring those things. I've touched those two relics before. And so I encourage people to bring something like that, that they, that they'll always save. Um, we also will have some Holy cards we've made that'll be available for someone to, to take and, and touch to the relic as well. And secondly, um, we, we want people to come in person. We're, you know, in general, trying to get people to come back in person to, to, to mass in general. Um, but we do have the gift of technology. If you're not able to come to our church in person, you can uh, participate through our YouTube channel. So Mary Queen of Peace, there's a link to our live stream through our parish website, or just simply go to YouTube and look up Mary Queen of Peace Sammamish and you'll find us. So you, you are welcome to join via live stream and um, if you're not able to come in person. So we, we encourage everyone to find a way to participate and to be blessed. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, and that, again, if you, uh, when you learn more about St. Charbel, you'll know that one of the things that often or that has uh, happened a number of times with regards to his miracles is that he'll come to people in dreams. And so you don't even have to be physically present. He can come to you in a dream you seek out his intercession with faith, humility, and devotion. Don't be surprised at what the Lord can do. Father Tony, I want to give you the last word. Um, what's a final uh, thought or final uh, word you'd want to leave us with today? Well, um, it's, it's going to be a blessing for me as well to be there. Um, I want to thank you, uh, Father Chad, uh, for being your guest and being at your uh, parish. Um, open up the door. Uh, for the um, healing uh, healing mass and uh, share with the people of life of Saint Charbel and um, uh, being united as a two ch- uh, as as uh, the, the Eastern um, uh, Church and the Western Church like a too long um, uh, they need each other just uh, to breathe we breathe together um, uh, for for the support of the community of the people of the faithful and uh, for most important is for conversions um, in our in our social in our time we need that amen to that that's uh, father tony charbel uh, who will be at uh, mary queen of peace again you can find out more information about the Friday night generational healing mass and the nine o'clock Maronite divine liturgy and talk about St. Charbel with the relics present by going to mqp.org, Mary Queen of Peace.org. Father Chad, Father Tony, thank you so much for taking time with me today on Sound Insight. Thank you, Dr. Tom. Thank you, Dr. Tom. All right. God bless you all. You too. God bless you. Bye.